Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So what was the real reason Bruce Arians said that he took a delayed game penalty before the missed field goal on Sunday? Well, the answer was a little bit different on Monday. How will the Bucks navigate the next seven weeks with six games on the road, four time zones, and two continents? Will the Rays hang in there and earn one of those wild card spots in the American League? And Braden Point has signed is all well now with the Tampa Bay Lightning. We've got all that to discuss and more with my colleagues Eduardo Encina and Martin Finley of the Tampa Bay Times on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Bursnick. Hey, folks, tomorrow we're going to have our popular mailbag segment. You can ask us questions about the Bucks, the Rays, the Lightning, college football, anything you got, and we'll answer them 100% correctly. Now, here's what you do. Submit your questions to us now on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Get those questions in. Big mailbag segment tomorrow on the podcast. All right, Eduardo Encina and Martin Fenley join us us now. And, guys, we've just heard yet another explanation from Bruce Arians about why a delay of game penalty was taken. And then, of course, we all know that Matt Gay missed the field goal. Yet another kicker, Martin, to miss a field goal in a clutch situation for the Bucs. Um, last night he said, look, I took it intentionally because I thought it, was a, it would be a better chance or a better kick if it was further back. Today he said... And as we as we take this podcast, it's Monday. Um, now I, I actually I did it because I wanted to move the ball off the right hash, and I was and we were, the referees were standing over the ball because we had substituted, they had substituted, so I didn't want him rushed, so I just took the penalty and and he should have made the kick. So I don't know why the two stories. I guess anybody got a theory? Um, Jump right in. So, when the limo turned on to Elm and went past the book depositor, I don't... They wanted to move the ball back and to the left. Back and back and to the left. It falls. It goes with that. I have no idea what's going on here, but I would like to welcome Mr. Arians to Buccaneers history. And likewise, Mr. Gay. They are part of it. This reminds me, it is like a Twilight Zone episode. It's like Bruce woke up. And he was on the bridge of the Lusitania. Like, it, it, the captains just keep changing here. And here Bruce is, Captain Bruce, and I, I don't know, I think it hit him full force what he's gotten himself into. I'm sure last night when that kick went wide and Bruce thought it was good, mm-hmm. he, he did. bent down and said, oh, man, I'd, I'd be on the lake right now, <laughs> wouldn't I? So I, I, think it was, I think it hit him full force. <laughs> And hit the rest of the town full force. Would you oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, Buck's Twitter is not happy over the past 10, 10 12, 14, uh, 24 hours. Uh, they're, they're, they, it's funny because, you know, the reason for hope going into the season was mainly because of Bruce Arians. Yes, and, and now I think uh, after today or after last night or yesterday, I think uh, the tides have turned a little bit. He's, like you said, Martin, he's, he's – 
he's welcome aboard the ship and he's welcome to walk the plank. But it's Buck's history too. It's just it's the vortex. I don't know how to describe it. I mean, no, of course there's no history of Buck's kickers making mistakes, except for the history of Buck's kickers making mistakes. They are all but the children. And, and of here's Bill Capiz. Here's <laughs> he, and Mackay is just another Kaputnik. I mean, they're part of the. Uh... The Matt Bryant curse. I mean, that's... It's, it's unbelievable. You can't reverse the curse. You're part of it. Now, I will say, Ed, you covered the Orioles in baseball when they lost, what, 219 games or something 100, one season? 117, I think. And the whole thing is they were resoundingly boring. I, and you said, I got to hand it to the Bucks. They, they make it interesting. They find new ways to lose. Yeah, this one was, was really interesting. And, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, one of the big attributes to Bruce Arians and the staff, all the guys who he's put together, is that... They're, you know, they've concentrated so much on putting these players in a position to succeed, right? You know, mm-hmm. that they're they they you know they're really good at that. You know, Byron Leftwich talks right. about it all the time. Arians talks about it all the time. But, like, did he kind of overthink this one? You know what I mean? Like, did well, – was this one like – 400 guys on your staff. Right. Uh, one of exactly. One can say, hey, you know, I don't I, – I just don't think this was that complicated. I mean, when they were – take – so they say now it was a mistake because they were worried about – the right hash the next mark. Pl- the right hash mark, and how hard is it to tell? Jameis, take two steps. This is not a name. play. You're not calling a play that has 12 syllables that nobody understands. You're basically saying it's a kneel down. It's right. take a step to the two steps to the left and take a knee. Left and knee. Left and knee. There's not a lot of instruction. Hey, guys, nobody move on one. I, mean, I got this. Yeah, on one. That's something that worked in practice a lot. Okay, yeah, now you... You, you took the knee, then you went to the left. you got to do it the other way around. I'm sure this is not something they had to work out. But it is, but it is kind of amazing to me that two weeks now, okay, mm-hmm. at the end of game situations, when they played last in Carolina, which seems like 100 years ago, on the Thursday night, Carolina had a fourth and two. And they called two timeouts in a row, but it, they didn't have two timeouts. They, you right. can't call them back-to-back. So – I mean, it's 4,000 years of coaching up, experience. That's what I'm saying. They ended Bruce up was an assistant when Tigris played Euphrates, <laughs> and they can't figure this out. What I'm Tigris saying, was six and, and a half, six and a half they point were, favorites. They were, yeah. <laughs> they didn't miss field goals. Um, but, but I'm saying, like, two weeks in a row, you've had a late coaching sort of oops. And to your point, Martin, they've got 48,000 oh coaches. I know. Guys in the press box to take care. And this is the reason, like, I remember back in March, Bruce Arians was saying, you know, one of the reasons why I don't want to call plays is not only do I believe in Byron Leftwich, who sees the game as me. Now, follow me here. But also because I want to be able to manage the game situations better. Yeah. Because if I'm constantly looking at the play call and then arguing with refs, this way I can manage the game situations better. Okay, so what happened? During one critical drive, they faced a third and two up by a field goal. And he took over the play calling duty from Byron Leftwich and called a run pass option that went for zero yards and they kicked a field goal. Um, and then, again, in this situation, they just weren't very good on the, on the details. Look, he's got to make a 34-yard field goal. Absolutely. That's the distance of an extra point, 33 yards. But he'd already missed one kick left from right, 33 yards. And then, so let's move him back. according to Arians, he adjusted and tried to kick it lower. I don't understand that necessarily. And, and got it blocked. They got a little penetration. He got it blocked. Those two points, if they make the two extra points, they don't need anything else. They don't it, need a field goal. It sounds like ex, like ex, extreme case of micromanagement that when you talk about, like, hey, you trust in Matt Gay, right? Yeah. You trust in him. But you have to adjust to the hash mark, 
you know, yeah, he kicked it so high and missed, missed one, so make him kick a low one after that. It's like, okay, and, and if you're Matt Gay, who really, you know, he knows this history. There's no doubt because we've been asking you about it from day, from day one. Yeah. So he knows about it. He's seeing, like, people say, okay, well, you got to adjust this. you got to adjust that. you got to do that on the fly. He's trying to kick a short field goal here. We're not in Huntsville. You have one job. Dr. Von Braun, get in there and kick this ball through the upright. I did go to space camp. Did you? So I do know how to. Did you wear your helmet all the time? Because sometimes I wonder. Um, Wow. It's one thing. You have one job, right? And that's the thing about the quote-unquote specialist. But then you have. Yeah. You have Chris Bonio, who's a kicking specialist. You have the special teams coach. You have the sports science coach to help you navigate the ultraviolet rays from the sun. I mean, like, you have all these things going in your favor, and yet just put it through the two yellow poles. As the late, great Dirk Cutter used to say now in, 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 uh, in Atlanta or back in Atlanta, he would always just say, only thing I know about kicking is just put it between those two yellow things. And they couldn't do it. I think that was more sarcasm about all of our questions about kicking. But I think no, I think he was being honest. Like coaches don't know anything about kicking. Maybe Arians knows a little because Jake was a kicker and had a camp in Buffalo, you know, with the Bills one one time. But I mean, basically, they'll all all every coach will tell you. I have no idea. I just know that we need a guy to kick the damn thing through when we need it. I only know one thing. You're at home. You're playing an 0-2 team with a rookie quarterback yes. making his first NFL start. Yes. And their best player is in a walking boot. How about that? I mean, how about that? How about after he misses the kick, the only the, the longest run of Saquon Barkley's day was on crutches in a boot across the field. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, giddy up. You know, it was unbelievable. He was on his horse. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. Literally, he was on a horse. But you can't lose that game. It's been it's been more than twenty minutes since they lost that game. They can't lose that game, and now it opens up. Oh, but they've lost that game time and time. Absolutely, and time we've and seen time it. And as interesting time. as it is, how they do these things, it's the same continuum. Here's one it's other the thing. Same thing. We started this conversation, and Ed and I talked about this last night. We started this conversation a little bit about why is Bruce Arians here. Sarians is here because he's the quarterback whisperer. Maybe he should have shouted week one. Maybe he whispered week two, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, Jameis is our guy. We believe in Jameis. Trust. Right. Loyalty. You know, all that stuff. Well, it was a pick. Here's the thing he throws an interception in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, it's fetal ball. Run, time. baby, run. Yeah. And, and hey, credit the offensive line and Ronald Jones for getting 50 yards on six carries, right? But when you get to third and two and a touchdown get, makes it a two-score game with six minutes to play, I don't know. Now, they did call a run-pass option, mm-hmm. but this isn't Kyler Murray that we're talking about. You know, and it's right. not Marcus Mariota. Right. I mean, run-pass options for Jameis Winston is not his bread or his butter. I, you know, I think they took the ball out of his hands. Am I wrong about that? No, and that's the same thing. With Bucks, that's, that's what Bucks history, especially with Winston, yeah. Is and I don't know. I'm crazy, but it looks to me like I said they curled into a fetal ball here. They had, they blew an 18 point lead. They had Mike Evans was having a record day. Oh my gosh! And he could have had a, a truly a record day if they kept throwing to him. But uh, they Bear. got a little, yeah they got a little. Well, that's what's so ridiculous. They they grew conservative and Sheck Sheck has what eight sacks in three in games? three games. The running game is actually improved. Ronald Jones is pretty darn good. Yeah, and they're one and two. Shaq right. Barrett, the last time a guy had eight sacks, and Eduardo looked this up 
in three games was Mark Gastineau of the New York Jets in 1984. The New York Stock Exchange. Marty Lyons was on that team. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Studio 54 or whatever they used to have. I mean, like, that was that was a, that was so long ago. I mean, to have him come in here and do this, and now, of course. Well, that story is buried, though. I mean, yeah, it's they, all buried. But they, they wasted some really good well, individual efforts. Both those guys win Player of the Week, by the way. And, and Barry had already won it last week. He would have won it again next week. Yeah. Had they won the game, and Mike Evans would have been the offensive player. Absolutely, they they have they have won a game. I think they probably should have lost. Right, they've lost two games. They probably should have won. Now maybe that is Farmer. That is the NFL. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah, but it's the and Bruce and Arians had talked to the week before about you know you get in close games, you win the close games. Well, they're just they're doing all the things they need to lose these games, and hate I hate to say the fun house is over, but I I see the <laughs> the death slide approaching because. We won't see these guys again until when? Like early November 2022. Yeah. yeah. So who knows what they'll look like by then. But I'll, I'll write it down right now. These, these, these goobs will be one and four when they go on the play to Mary Old. I mean, I don't think – you think they're going to get smashed at Los Angeles? Well, I think I the mean, Rams will be just disinterested enough, long enough to kind of keep the Bucks. So it, they come away going, yeah, well, maybe we could have won that. It's, it's a week-to-week no. league, Martin, and everybody yeah. thought that the, that the Bucks would have an easier game. I said from the beginning, I've seen this team, and I wasn't – look, I wasn't that impressed with their offense. They actually had a good offensive day defensively. They didn't. But I know this, that Daniel Jones can run. And this is the other thing they screwed up on. Like, how does a guy – who has already run for a touchdown, drop back to the 15-yard line on fourth and right. game, right? Fourth right. and game. Like, this is it. You stop yeah. him here, the game's over. And he could have walked. He'd still be walking to Lutz right now for as much resistance as he got. Everybody right. turned their back to him. Um, and Domicon Sue and Vita Bay are running some kind of stunt. I, I have no idea why they were even on the field. They just vacated the entire middle. All the guys have their backs to the plate. That's a good defense, by the way, not watching the quarterback since he has the ball. Make you sure, know, hey, whatever you do, don't watch that guy. Take your eyes off. Don't worry about him. He's the only a, guy with he's, the ball. He's got the you, foot. You focus on what you I, need to focus on. I could on. be wrong about this. I think you should probably watch the guy with the football at some level. One of the 11 yeah. guys should be in charge of watching the dude with the ball. But that didn't happen. Um, just an amazing – and now – Well, one, one thing, Rick, let's not forget either, too, that like – you know this vaunted pass defense that the Bucks had oh. had, had had one of the worst second halves imaginable. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Daniel Jones ran the ball really well in those two plays. I'll give him credit for that. Like, you know, he saw the opening and, and he, he ran. Better, though, you you got you got to give him credit. He still ran through for three hundred yards yeah. in his first start. So yeah. all, right. all of that talk about the the secondary being fixed, about you know the coverage of, of these guys, the, how great these guys play physical defense. You know, they gave up some big plays and they and they let this team. It was the pass defense that let yes. the Giants into this game in the mm-hmm. second half. You know, yeah. the offense didn't do much, but when you really look at it, it was that that, that really kind of let let them, are not look, let them right. And as encouraging as it is that Bowles, Tumbles actually looked like he had guys in the right place mm-hmm. the first couple of games. At least the guys are in the right places, which is more than we could say about last year's defense True. Sure. and secondary. But the bottom line is, I always kind of thought is the talent level there when they when they come up against a really good offense. The sad thing is the Giants aren't necessarily a really good offense, particularly without Saquon Barkley. So I have no idea how, what this what this says. I mean, the, the Giants only ran for seventy some yards, I think. Daniel Jones had about twenty eight of them. Yeah. So 
they had stopped Saquon. They stopped running the ball outside of Daniel Jones, basically, after Saquon left the game. So, yeah, Jones, you knew they were going to pass the ball. Jones was their leading rusher. I mean, that's that's yeah. you know that's how that ended up. Um, and now we go, and it's ama- it is the league, but it's amazing how things flip. We went from, you know, maybe it could be two and one, and who knows what'll happen in Los Angeles. And you know, there is a backup quarterback in New Orleans, and Cam Newton is. Do we, does anyone did anyone get up this morning thinking that? No. No, no. You, you thought the Wicked Witch should unleash the winged monkeys, and they were coming for the box. <laughs> Not the winged monkeys. That scares the hell out of me every time I watch that movie, and I'm, I've seen it a billion times. Um, it it <laughs> really is. Scared. It really is, uh, and I've always said this, it is a, unlike any other sport, you only have 16 of these during the regular season. It is crisis or carnival. There yeah. is no in-between. If you win a game, all things are possible. Right. You go in the Super Bowl, I swear to you that's the case. When you lose, you could lose all of them. Like, you could lose every single game now. Nothing- well, I can make the art. Yeah, and I can look at the schedule. Please don't let Cam Newton in that game in London and the Panthers win, and suddenly they're 1-5. I don't know. Who do they have after they come back after their bye yeah, week? I mean, one? look, this Tennessee. has never been attempted That's, before. Yeah. I mean, if the yeah. NFL wants to know what it would be like to have a team in London, they can just see how the Bucks navigate the seven weeks away from their from from the states. I mean, from their You don't home. think this is going to be a good thing? Ah, kind of get clear their heads, get the out of town. players say they don't mind it. I mean, I, I, I want to talk to them in seven weeks. Yeah. But, like, the guys are ready to get on the plane now. It's like, cool, hey, we all get to hang out at the hotel, see other cities. Well, it's not like they're practicing in Chelsea. I mean, they're, they're no. going to be here. It's, it's a different kind of road trip, and yet it still is weird. And maybe it's the best thing for Bucks fans because they were all ready to march to the Burgermaster's house this morning with torches. They won't have to see this team for how many days? Oh God! Uh, seven weeks. I mean, basically till November tenth. I mean, what are you going to? What are you doing November tenth? I'm ordering a honey baked ham. I already know it. <laughs> I mean, you got to you got to get those orders in quick because they go they go like hams. I'm gonna, those are pretty good, aren't they? Oh, they're delicious. Order a honey baked ham and then. So here's the thing. So best case scenario, we look forward here, and we're looking at this big long stretch of games, and the schedule gets tougher. Let's say they actually play. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. on the road best case scenario for them they actually played well there still you're still looking back at these games san francisco and this one as games that you didn't you cannot get back so even if you do this is what's going to you know really you look back on the season as lost opportunity yeah this this is the difference between going eight and eight and going five and eleven or god forbid you have a great you know you navigate this somehow and finish strong these are NFC games. You lost to the 49ers and the Giants. I don't think the Giants will do very much because I think other no. teams will figure out how to shut down Daniel Jones. And if you continue to give up 34 points a game or 31 points a game, you're not going to beat many teams. But San Francisco is 3-0. I don't know that they're not going to be in a wild card hunt. You've lost to them. Your NFC record counts as a tiebreaker. And, of course, you know we're sitting here talking playoffs when there's no real reason to do so because they haven't made them for 11 or 12 years. Um, I'm just telling you, this is not this is not the way that anyone would have scripted it. Given I mean, did away you these pick, games, I picked all of these games wrong. I picked everyone wrong. Yeah, Ed has gotten two of the. Three I picked right. this one wrong. Though. Yeah, this well, I was did. one that I, I. I mean, I think you know, you were thinking about the matchup in itself. You, 
any make you know the the, the odds makers picked it this way that you thought the Bucks would win this game. And I thought they'd they move should. the ball up and down the you field. Know? They I did. didn't take into account that they don't score in the red zone, but I thought they'd move up and down the field, and the Giants' defense would, by and large, not be able to stop them, which was true. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see what they do moving know. forward. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your Tampa Bay Rays, Martin. You were at the game uh, the other night when uh, or afternoon while the Bucks were were choking this one away. Um, <laughs> the Rays had uh, one of their worst pitching performances, I guess. Gave up four yeah. runs in the first inning. They wound up losing seven to four. And as we do this podcast uh, before they wrap up the series against the uh, Boston right. Red Sox. They essentially are dead even now with the Cleveland Indians. Right. And, and the Oakland A's, I'm going to tell you right now, the A's are going to get the number one wild card because they're the A's. And I know all these teams are looking at each other going, gosh, you guys never lose. And all three teams are playing, you know, like it's the seventh game of the World Series because they can't afford to lose ground on any of those teams. And it's been amazing the run that all three of these teams are on. I mean, nobody is really backing off. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. locked in. It's going to come down. What do we got uh, as we talk in this podcast? Six games left. Something like that. Six games left. And yet, I just, I don't, I think the schedule, I know they play the Yankees. The Yankees, believe it or not, are still battling for the number one uh, team in the American League. They get, they're looking at home field advantage over the Astros. They're not out of that yet. So they have something to play for. Um, Likewise, so do the Washington Nationals who will host the Indians. As well. That's true, too. And So maybe they get some help there. I think it's going to be the A's are going to host that game. And I think either Cleveland or Tampa Bay will be the one that will be going out to the West Coast, don't you? Right. And, and I'm, I'm of the mind that the Rays can win that game, but they've got to get there first. Ed, you seem to think that they have to go better than 4-2. Well, I, I think, you know, th- th- we were talking about this in the, in, the, uh, in the locker room today, is that you mentioned the fact that, you know, you always – you never really quite look at a, at a baseball season. You look at those last few games, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in April. but. Uh, they always mean the most if you're in the middle of the race here. But, you know, like you said, the Indians have to go into Nats Park and play inter, inter, uh, interleague games without a DH. That's a huge disadvantage there. Um, but like you said, I mean, the, the Rays still have to play the Yankees, who have something to play for. But it's really, I think it's all going to come down to those three games in Toronto. You know, and, 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 and you know, it, the, the gap can't get that big, I don't think, over the course of the next two days. I think they'll... They'll still kind of stay the same, so um, regardless of, of who's but playing, you got to sweep the Blue Jays. Then is what you're looking at, right? I mean, you, you've got to you you almost have to. You know, you have to Which look is, at this is not a given. No. I mean, look, and like the Red Sox, they were they seem to be settling in the role of of just rolling over and dying. But problem there is they can still hit. They have too right. many I good mean, hitters. They, uh, right. The first three guys in their lineup are the three best hitters in the American League. And look, teams. I mean, Oakland lost badly yesterday to Texas. But we're done with clunkers. You can't have any more clunkers. And, you know, there's, the chances are always a possibility. Granted, the Rays are, are getting maybe technically healthy at the right time. I mean, Lowe is back. And, uh, you know, I think Snell pitches tonight against the Red Sox. And then we have Charlie Morton will go Wednesday. It sets up to maybe the end of the season, Blake Snell on the mound in Toronto. But you also have, like... You know, Brendan McKay and Ryan Yor, who's really struggled his last two starts. Yeah. So that's a concern. But, you know, there's something about the Rays. I mean, I, I'm just not going to – I probably won't say – I'll probably say they're not in the playoffs two weeks after they're not in the playoffs. They've been very resilient. I'd always, I don't always understand how they do this. But they do this, and it's going to be interesting to see. It's great baseball. I'm this sure the – 
Listen, the Rays have taken us on a remarkable ride, no matter what. I mean, right. like, like this this is a, a a a team that's had an amazing ability to us curse them out one week, mm-hmm. and and tell us tell and, and then boast how great their management of games is the next week. You know, likewise um, the manager, right? And, right. and the and the manager. What the hell is you know? Kevin Cash doing? Well, I tell you, he's been in 182 games, right? Over the and last so that's what he's doing. And the thing too is, I think you know, bottom bottom line here is when you come down to the last six games, you know they're going to have to play some of their best baseball because, let's face it, there's been stretches where they didn't play very good baseball against teams like the Blue Jays, yeah. against right. teams like they the had Orioles, that stretch of against games against uh, sub 500 and, and, teams. And I always thought that if if that was going to be the stretch to define their season more so, so than, yeah. than maybe this one, you know, what I mean like. The games that they're going to win, they're going to win, you know. But, but those were the games, and that, that's why I say, you know, go into Toronto, a team that you know, that that staff probably knows this this organization Better as well anyway. as as well as anyone with Charlie Montoyo and his coaching yeah. staff. Um, you know, it's going to come down to winning those games on, on on the road. But and you know, those aren't guarantees because we've seen them not win those games that they were supposed to win against those those teams in the division. Right, and I and I think they they have to block out what the other teams do. Yeah. I happen to think that once they fall behind in this thing, they're not getting back. So they have to play as if. Yeah. So if they're less than even, if they go down a game, you think they're not going to crawl back I in? I don't think so. I mean, that's just how I look at it. But I've been wrong dozens and dozens of times about this team. But we're getting down to it here. And they just need to focus. And these are important games. Now, I, you can say how much really will the Yankees. Can they count on the luck they had? Granted, 162 was the greatest night in Rays history. Mm. But the Yankees were playing, you know. Scranton Wilkes Bear players. That's the problem. The Yankees. Still I'm not have sure if they did. For. You know, they have they have gone on record to several Yankees saying we don't really care if we have home field or not. And I understand. Well, that, let me you ask know. you this: Were the Yankees and Ed might know? Would the Yankees want to see Tampa Bay in the playoffs or Cleveland, or do they care? I think if you're confident, like I know the Astros don't care who they. Play. I mean, they've beaten the hell out of the out of the Rays this year. I think both. But, in a, one, but in a one game situation, in a in a one game situation, one game which is you know they're not in that. That's so, an aberration. But, but still, so if you, get to, if you get to the Yankees, it's three out of five, right? Yep. Right. So okay, so you're throwing Morton, Tyler Glass now, and maybe Snell on top of him, and then whoever you can come and back. An with. army behind them, right? In any particulars. You have it. You have a chance. The problem is the Yankees can get up and hit a five-run home. Sure. That's now, having said problem. that, at the same time, you know, five-game series are different than seven-game series. Yeah, and are. I think baseball's you know, going to move and, to seven-game and, and, series and, 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 and you, away from the one-game You, you fall behind 2-0 in a five-game series. Oh, like, tough. let's say against a really good pitching staff like the Rays or, or the pitching that they're going to have at their disposal – in the postseason, maybe they didn't have earlier on with Glass now right. and Snell, you know, Yanni Trinos. All these guys are back for the most part. Yeah, I like their chances you know, in, in Oakland. If they get in, they really do, I think yeah. they've got a really good shot. At, at even uh, even in a short series against right the, up Yankees, until they play the Yankees, Yankees, or, or at, even in a short series against those teams against the Astros, I, I like it. Wow. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as. I'm not as. Sold on. I think the Astros are the best team in baseball. They're a I'll good be team. shocked def- if they don't win the World Series. And I know they're the Yankees are very team. good too. What do you make? Let me ask you this. Uh, and Mark Topkin asked us this the other day. Who's their most valuable player? Is it Charlie Morton or is it Austin Meadows or is it Tommy Pham? I mean, well, I had to vote. What'd you do? Um, let me see. Curious. I believe I voted for Mr. Meadows. Okay. Because it was like, wow. Maybe it's because I was thinking of the Archer trade and I thought, look, this is a guy that, this is the guy they got. And I heard so much about him. And, and he's by and large delivered. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, 35 I mean, home runs. Morton's been fantastic. I, I had a hard time. Who would I vote third? I mean, part of me was like Tommy Pham brings a lot of energy. But I look at Darno and I go, there's the guy. That guy symbolized yeah. the rage. Yeah. Picked up off the scrap heap yeah. and has delivered. So, But I, I would go with I, – I went with Austin Meadows, I believe, and uh, the top rookie was – I forgot who I voted for top rookie. But I, and I didn't even know who to vote for. This is a good – this is a decent bunch of guys. Would Charlie guys. Morton be your second? Or Charlie Morton was yeah. my second. He's been great. He's been like a, he's been very steady, wonderful guy. Good in the clubhouse. Only guy didn't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, there was well, there was one point where he was the only one starting pitcher. One starting pitcher, yeah. and it was him. And here they are. They they might wind up winning ninety six, ninety seven games. The, the thing is, I think you know, and the people in Montreal are going to be <laughs> so excited. I can't also. I can't get that out of my the oh. back of my mind. No, unfortunately, no one can. So yeah, oh, you only have so. Cash said yesterday, you know, you only have so many shots at this. Mais non, you know, really? <laughs> Thank you. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, no kidding. Maybe fewer than we realized. The clock is ticking. The moving van engine is running. Yeah, you don't get many shots at this. You know, and obviously the locals have responded by they almost you know. They almost had eighteen thousand the other day. Eight, 18 big ones, Whoa. baby. Holy take the, smokes. Take the tarps off. You know, that's that's <laughs> going to be the symbol of this. Uh, I don't know what's going to I do know that my favorite time of year, I love baseball races down to the wire. I like yeah, that one, that playing scoreboard. Now, granted, there's no more playing scoreboard now means you look at your phone. That's all it means. In the old days, you're, you're trying to get it on the radio. and it's, But it's still got some magic to it, and I think it'll be like that. For this week, I don't know how much this town will get caught up in it. Maybe more so because last year, think about the Bucks. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like for about a week, everybody was excited that maybe maybe the Bucks would do something. And but now, that's the way it's supposed to be. And now it's like you we know, can't have nice we're in things. the graveyard again. Yeah, we can't. We can't I, have I just, nice things. Look, Braden Point signed. That's who got some positive. That's a nice thing. I mean, that was important, right? But right. many, but neither one of you guys could care about the regular season because you're just going to wait and see what they do in the postseason. Very difficult, and once again, very talented team. There is there is no way, unless you're just spiteful, you could say that this is not a team poised with its core of players, from a goalie to defense to up front, that is poised to make picked by Las Vegas to win a again. Stanley Cup run. But hey, I, I, let's face it this this is the. Uh, this is the price of doing business. They've set this bar clearly, right? They have. You know, they, I mean, and, and that's a bar that in hockey is really hard. I mean, when you think about being creating a consistent winner, it's very and they, hard and to do in the NHL. Been, much like right. the Rays, I'm not going to include these guys, the Bucks, but uh, they're smart. I mean, they signed signed Point, a good deal, but a bridge deal. I mean, more money ahead, kind of like the deal that Kucherov, Kucherov signed a few years ago, and he's cashing in on that. He's cashed in on that. That's the same thing with Point. I mean, it's the smart play, and it kind of keeps their core. I mean, their core of Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, and Vasilevsky is as strong as any in the league. There is no doubt about that. They're going to score a lot of goals. They're going to have good goaltending. It's going to be the same, yes, but it's same a, script. There's a lot of yada, 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 yada right. to this. I right. mean, normally I would say when the Bucks are down, nothing will be better than a, a playoff chase in the beginning of a – promising hockey season but it just doesn't have that the lightning don't have that vibe and they won't have that vibe until they come home with let's a face tr- it i trophy. mean in, in most hockey seasons it's it's the postseason anyway you know the, it is. The, the, the regular season is just a almost a, a audition for the postseason anyway but it's worse here now now, now, now 
the, the Lightning did some great things in the regular season to make all of us really care about it leading up to the postseason, and then obviously it all shook out the way it did. But, um, you know, I mean, as much as frustrating as, as, as watching the past few years, the postseasons pan out, you know, you, you kind of do have to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to put together another What do you again. want? I mean, look, this is – I mean, I'm sorry. I cover the yeah. team that never makes the playoffs and has <laughs> never talked about winning and that has – you know, I, 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 know. I vaguely they have to show me pictures about 2 when they won the Super Bowl. I, <laughs> I was there, but I don't remember what I was doing. I mean, it's been so long that they've even been in the postseason. 07, okay? I don't think either of my girls were born in 07. I mean, it's like – it's been so long, so I'm I'm of the belief that Lightning fan needs to needs to quit crying about last year because this is not last year, and enjoy the fact that you have a team that everyone thinks is going to go to the Stanley Cup final. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but they're going to make it's going to be a hell of a ride. You're going to see no, a lot I, of games. No, I don't mind Lightning fans thinking that. My fear is that is Lightning players thinking that. I see, and I I mean I listen to these clowns in the playoffs are they, are last they, year talk about we've learned our lessons. No, not so much. Why do you keep have to learn? I mean, they brought another former Stanley Cup winner onto the team, Pat Maroon. Oh, he's going to help us. And I'm thinking, why do you need help at this point? You're you're easily one of the two or three best teams in hockey. You got to close the deal. That's the problem. That's the bar they've set. Well, the and look, if people are going to be unreasonable, I want them to be unreasonable for years. I don't know what coaching plays a role in hockey. I really don't because I didn't cover the sport. But I'll just say this: that for years and years, Tony Dungy had a team. That was in the playoffs, went made deep runs, and didn't get to the Super Bowl, and they made a coaching change, and they won it. So John Cooper has to And they to haven't be, won it since that night. And John, that's, awesome. that's true. But John Cooper has to at least be on notice that if oh, you no. don't get it done, somebody's going to take your job and see if they can get it done. No, that, that's exactly what right? As we begin this season, I think both the, the coach, John Cooper, and for that matter, I think the GM, Julian Brisewell. Julian Brisewell are kind of on the hook for this at this point. I mean, they stood pat at the trade deadline last year, which a lot of us wondered. Some of us wanted them to beef up. I don't know. Be and Columbus beefed up. Or, and they were, they Columbus beat beefed up, added people, and some of those people helped sweet. beat the Lightning's brains in. Right. So it's all about have they learned from that. Right. But every year, more and more lessons. How much more do you have to learn? I mean, I don't know. Kucherov was – they had the best skater and the best goaltender in the league last year. And they got swept out of the first round. Yeah, they need, the they best, need to remember that. The best skater decided to get himself tossed from a game. Right, which is another concern to me. Has this guy grown up? I'm not so sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, that was. I mean, what bothers me even more is that no one called him out when that happened. Right. Inside of the room or outside of the room. And I have a problem with that. That was peculiar. What, that was definitely What bizarre. does that speak to about this? I know Cooper told me after the season that he didn't talk to him. I'm saying. How do you not in the in the middle of it? And I understand you're all right. You're in the middle of a playoff series, but the bottom line at one point, you know, there had to have been a, a come to Cooper meeting in the off season or something because the same thing will happen again. I want that hockey team going. I want them to have unreasonable expectations. They should at this point. You know, unreasonable expectations at this point in their history should be reasonable, and we're about to see. And who you know. We'll see when they open another season against the Florida Panthers, which they always do. Well, in the meantime, we'll get ready to see where the Bucks head next to L.A. we got the Rays uh, wrapping up their series, of course, against the Red Sox and then on to play the New York Yankees in Toronto. And the Lightning's getting closer to the start of regular seasons. Martin Fenley, Eduardo Encina, thanks, man. Thanks, Rick.
My thanks to Eduardo and Cena. Of course, Martin Finley, always great to visit with those guys. The Rays begin their final home series tonight against the New York Yankees. The Bucks have the day off. They'll be back on Wednesday to get ready for that big seven-week journey, of course, of games away from Raymond James Stadium. We're going to have our popular mailbag segment on Wednesday, so please get your questions in now about the Bucks, the Lightning, the Rays, college football, anything you got. You can do that by uh, sending them in on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.